Traffic's jammed out there, so if you're stuck in your car on your way to this concert, don't worry, we've got you covered. Star Tours announces the arrival of the Endor Express. Okay, the director's ready, talent's ready, cue the opening. W. And welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 472. And I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best possible vacation experience when you come to Walt Disney World, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic with this podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts on Facebook every Wednesday, my books, audio tours some other stuff I'm working on, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. Sitting in the shadow of the monorail and the magnificent Mary Blair mural at Disney's Contemporary Resort is a true hidden gem of Walt Disney World dining experiences, the Contempo Cafe. And while it may appear as a quick option primarily for hotel guests, it instead might surprise you with its diverse and delicious menu unique mix of counter and table service amenities, and a view unlike any other. So join me around the table this week for our live dining review. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. I'll then have more information at the end of the show about our next WW Radio Meet of the Month and other special events and your voicemails. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our final boarding call and the doors will be closing soon. Please board quickly and safely. Our monorail will be departing momentarily. Thank you. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Ladies and gentlemen, we're approaching the Grand Canyon Concourse Station. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. For those of you remaining on board... Walt Disney World is a true multi-sensory experience where we utilize all five senses in 360 degrees throughout the parks and resorts. And tonight I'm standing in one of the places that were I to do, and now I think I'm going to do a top 10 sounds of Walt Disney World because I've done the top 10 smells and I guess I'm going to do the top 10 tastes and do the rest of the senses as well. But this is a place that I, for many reasons, love, uh, due in part to the background sounds, the sounds of the monorail passing overhead, children laughing uh, in the background at Chef Mickey's. And I was going to first ask you to identify where I was, but you know because of the title of this episode. But this is a place that I have been coming literally since 1971. The first time I came here with my parents was in November of 71. And the first place we stayed was right here at Disney's Contemporary Resort. And I'm standing on the fourth floor, originally known as the Grand Canyon Concourse, in a location that was once known as the Terrace Buffeteria, the Concourse Steakhouse, the Pueblo Room, the Terrace Cafe, the Concourse Grill. It's gone through many names and variations over the years, but right now it is the Contempo Cafe. And while it might be a place that is off your radar in terms of going to and making a destination for a place to eat unless you were staying at the Contemporary, you might be surprised based on what is a relatively new menu, and tonight we are going to do a live dining review. So because I am in a place that has such a rich and storied history, and I, there's the monorail and the Mary Blair mural, I really wanted to invite people that could really talk about this place. So I invited uh, Marty Sklar, I invited Dick Nunes, I invited... Unfortunately, none of them showed up. So instead, I'm going to bring you, once again, my family to join me for a live dining review of the Contempo Cafe Terrace. No, it's the Contempo Cafe. And joining me once again, in no particular order other than age and ladies first, strike that, reverse it, is Marion. Hi. 
Diana. Hello. And last, certainly not least, the man with the plan, an iron, bottomless stomach, Nicholas Peter Mangello. Sup. All right, so uh, we have been here in the past. Um, a lot of times we've come here either like for a meet of the month or if we were doing like a staycation here. And it's, I think for a lot of people, been one of those places that has been sort of a, you go downstairs, it's a grab and go or get a late night snack if you're staying here. But I happened to be here the other day for a <clears throat> business meeting because this, <laughs> don't roll your eyes. Um, this is where, you know, I like to come for business meetings here or the Outer Rim Lounge. And I was surprised and amazed at the size, the extent, and the variety of the menu. And that is why I wanted to come and do a live dining review here. And you guys, I, I know we talked about doing this in the past, and you were surprised because I think, that, you know, for the most part, the menu was relatively small. It had hamburgers and chicken sandwiches and, and flatbreads. But I told you before we got here, I did not want you to take a look at the menu because I think you're going to be uh, pleasantly surprised. So... First things first, we haven't, you guys haven't been here for dinner yet, ever, have you? Nope. I don't think so. I don't get out very much, so no. No, not me. All right, so let's get up. Let's check out the menu. Let's go through it. And uh, I, like I said, I think you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised. Nicholas is first one up. So uh, if you've never been here before, the, the configuration here has changed a little bit. Uh, for a while, there was a menu and then self-service kiosks right under the uh, the awesome Mary Blair mural. Now there are two digital signage stations, and then you can walk around and go and place your order. And let's sort of go through it, because it used to be that they could fit everything on one, and now there are two. So there are flatbreads, salads, signature entrees, sandwiches, and, of course, kids' meals. So the flatbreads, there's a blackened chicken flatbread, the fat blackbread, blackened chicken, I'm starving and excited, uh, barbecue sauce, Monterey Jack, and Chipotle Ranch Cream, a caprese flatbread, which is basil pesto, fresh mozzarella, mozzarella to you and me, uh, garden tomatoes, arugula and balsamic, and the meat lovers, flatbread, Italian sausage, pepperoni, and smoked bacon, top of mozzarella. Those all run about 1070 to... 1150. So first things first, going through the flatbreads, you know, this is not just sort of your normal, you know, get a personal pizza. Any of those, uh, any of those appeal to you in terms of the... So what I'm really intrigued with is the options they have for kids. You've already moved on. You're past the point. Well, the only, the only reason why is because there is like some really unique things on this menu. First of all, the healthy choices are amazing. That's number one. The salads look amazing. Even the flatbreads, the choices that they have on them look amazing. But, you know, you usually go and the kids' options are, some of them aren't really that healthy. It's really chicken nuggets or a burger. Well, they actually have wonderful things here. They have a turkey sandwich, tuna salad, mahi sandwich, or also turkey pasta marinara. Wait, but that's not it. There's, There's more. Right. right. You I can. Mean, they do also have the hamburger and the, the flatbreads, nuggets, flat, right, right. but all the the first ones that you mentioned, yeah. the, the kids meals that you mentioned. If you notice, they have a uh, a yellow Mickey symbol next to it with a check mark it, which means that they meet Disney nutrition guidelines for complete meals without substitution. So they do, and I, and I agree with you. I like the you fact. Know, that they do have not just a variety, but a variety of healthy options as well. Right. And, you know, the way the world is going, healthier options are usually on a lot of why'd you, people's... Why'd you look at me when you said that? I'm just like, saying. It, it, what yeah, are you trying to, to say? a little bit more health conscious, so... I am health conscious. And I'm, for our children also. I make sure I eat all four, group, four groups at every single meal. I know. And, and I, I get, make sure you eat And, and I make sure I get my full caloric content for the day exactly. at every single meal. Um, I was actually looking at the flatbreads, and I'm considering maybe getting the caprese one because I love that kind of stuff. Mm. Well, the caprese sounds nice. Have you seen the barbecue chicken and marion meat lovers? <laughs> Blackened chicken, sorry, and meat lovers. All right, but let's move on. Let's let's look at the whole menu okay. before we make decisions. I know you people are famished. There's also four different salads. There's a Contempo Caesar salad with chicken. Uh, it's ten forty nine. A Contempo Caesar salad with salmon, eleven twenty nine. It's. I thought it said pheasant salad. I don't have my glasses on. No, it's, it's a peasant, peasant salad. salad. <laughs> it's baby spinach, peppers, onions, cucumbers, kalamata apples, 
olives. I'm hungry too. All right, quiet. Blue cheese, uh, white balsamic citrus vinaigrette, and croutons. That's eight forty nine. And a barbecue chicken cob salad. Yeah. I'm kind of liking the sound I of that. Because those are four. Those are three. I love three out of the four words there. Right. Barbecue chicken and oh, cob. Right. The salad, not so much. But let's move over to signature entrees because I think this is where I was really most surprised when I was here the other day because I was expecting a smaller menu that really just had burgers and sandwiches. So they've got seven signature entrees. They have a griddled, a griddled, not grilled, hot what? So they actually, I think, went almost to the point where it's almost like it's not counter service anymore. It's kind of more like a sit-down meal that you're sitting and experiencing. And you're right. And and we'll see because the way that you order and get your meal here is technically not... It's it's, it's counter service plus on the higher end. Absolutely yeah. right. It's high end counter. It's high end. It, it's it's signature. How about this? Signature, signature counter service. Yeah, All right. So the signature entree is, is a griddled hot turkey sandwich with roast turkey, Nicholas, smoked bacon. Let that sit in for a second. Uh, shaved apple, arugula, tomato, cranberry aioli on a toasted multigrain bread. That's eleven seventy nine. A grilled salmon fillet, which I saw go out the other day. Which was beautiful. Yeah. Like, it was a beautiful piece of salmon. Well, then I might change my mind. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you what you're getting, sister, because oh. I want... <laughs> there's a beef pot roast with a seasonal accoutrements, a roasted chicken. The, the, oh, sorry, the beef is eleven ninety nine. The roasted chicken is thirteen ninety nine. Chicken Alfredo pasta that has grilled chicken in it, um, pasta with meatballs and marinara sauce, and a sustainable catch, right? Again... Going to your point, it's not your typical counter service the way they used to have it here. So, and it's a menu that obviously changes. Obviously, that's seasonal, and they, you know, there's certain things that you can that are changeable options. Yeah, it's nice to see that they have something like that. You know, where you can get a nice piece of um, sort of you know market fresh fish in in this kind of restaurant. And even the sandwiches are not just the regular. Marion, she's tapping me like, "Come on, Dad, speed it up." Marion, look at how extensive the menu... Uh, do you know what you want already? Yes. Well, I'll tell you. Okay. So the sandwiches include a Chicago-style Italian beef stub, which, which is uh, sub, not stub, shaved Italian beef. I'm starving. Mutadel, a crusty baguette. Nicholas, check that out. And seasoned jus, a spicy chicken sandwich, which I'm not going to get because I had it yesterday, which is a spicy breaded chicken breast with vegetable coleslaw on a malt. It was... Phenomenal. Why are you so tongue-tied? Because I'm excited. The Contempo Smokehouse Burger. It's an Angus burger, smoked bacon marmalade, fried onion ring, and cheddar on a brioche bun. I saw one of those go out. It's as tall as Nicholas. Like, that is a tasty burger. There is a braised beef grilled cheese, uh, a shredded beef brioche toast, cheddar, vegetable slaw, cheese sauce, and barbecue sauce sandwich. Cheese sauce and barbecue sauce. And wait. As the kicker. And so this is this is the this is the thing that really struck me. There's an American Wagyu beef slider duo. Red wine vinegar braised onions, red pepper ranch cream, pepper jack, marinade tomatoes, lettuce, and uh, butter pickles. It's a you get two actually really nice sized sliders. Again, I was watching to see as food was coming out the other day. You don't expect Wagyu beef at a counter service restaurant. So the other nice thing is they obviously they are serving it from 11 a.m. to 12 midnight. This menu, <laughs> this is lunch and dinner. So I mean that's really really nice. And I like the fact that it's that it's here till midnight because look at this body. I'm a late night snacker. Uh, no, you're not. Not at all, honey. Okay, let's go. <laughs> wait, so wait a minute. <laughs> well, so here's the well here's the important thing is that. And I think this setup is going to change a little bit. You need to place your order at the cashier, and this menu does not is not in front of the cashier. Okay. So it's important that you know exactly what you want. And again, I think this will probably change because the configuration looks like it's in a might be in a temporary state of flux with the stanchions up. So let's sort of go through what we want. Let's get a good sampling of different things. Okay. Are, are we thinking any flatbreads or yes. no? Yes. Which one? Caprese. Okay. So the the blackened chicken flatbread. No. Caprese. I'm sorry, you said black and chicken wrong. No. Caprese? All right, you want caprese? We'll go caprese. Go ahead, Nicholas, what are you thinking? Uh, everything. Everything. That's okay. my boy right there. All right, we'll come back to you. Make a decision. I'm going to do the barbecue cob chicken salad. 
Okay, so we're going to get a flatbread, a salad. I think we have to get a signature entree and a sandwich. Right. I think we have to go around the horn. So, Nicholas, what are you thinking from that side of the menu? And, and talk it out. What, I know, tell me, I know exactly tell me, what he's thinking. Tell me what's going through your head. I, I want to get something, but it's really lame. What is it? What, what do you want? It? I want the chicken alfredo pasta, but there's so much other cool Listen, there's nothing lame about that. There's nothing lame about that. Get that. Anything you want is what you want. And you know what? I think it's actually a really good indicator. Our last name ends in a vowel. We are pasta connoisseurs. Let's see how it holds up against pasta from other places. And what are you going to get? All right. So I'm not... I I want everything on the sandwich menu. So I am thinking the... I think that I have to almost, I'm obligated to get the to Wagyu get beef sliders. The Wagyu beef sliders. Or look at the size of that Contempo no, Smokehouse no, no. burger. I think you got to go the sliders. But look at the Italian, look at this Chicago Italian no, no, sub, too. you got to get the sliders. It's got seasoned juice sauce. No. Sliders. Sliders? Sliders. 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 Oh, look, sliders. now Marion's calling me over. Oh, now okay. she's excited. Okay. So, uh, I just checked the dessert thingy. There are four different ones that we Is thingy the technical name for it? Yeah, thingy. And there are four different ones. So, the desserts are a self-serve dessert option. And you can see that there are a variety of uh, Disney dining plan options. There is a peanut butter pie and a vanilla torte shell with a vanilla cream. cream horn. There's a cream horn. I had that the other day. What? It was that, the peanut butter pie. And you know I'm not a sweet guy. That's a little cup of awesomeness right there. Chocolate chip cookie sandwiches, a flourless chocolate cake, a cream horn, which is chocolate dipped puff pastry with a light lemon cream filling. There's cookies, lemon tarts, sugar cookies, croissants. There's a cinnamon bun the size of Nicholas's face. And it is covered in frosting. Okay, so let's get two desserts. How about that? We picked two desserts. Two of everything. Two of everything. You are a sweet eater. So we're going to get a cream horn, a cream horn... Yeah. All right, a cream horn, a peanut butter pie. We'll get a peanut butter pie and then one of the... And get one of the cookie sandwiches? Or should we get a flourless chocolate cake? I think we should get this chocolate cake to try. Here, the flourless chocolate cake or the... And the peanut butter pie. And the peanut butter, but then no cookie sandwich. Okay, then no cookie sandwich. Okay, all right. The flourless chocolate cake and the peanut Mom's butter pie. So as you approach the cashier, uh, you obviously can get a self-service fountain drink, but they also have a wide variety of... Um, you know, water, milk, juices, as well as beer and wine in this sort of marketplace. There's also grab-and-go snack options here, too. There are brownie, worms and dirt. Uh, right now, there's a Olaf peppermint frost cupcake, a strawberry cupcake with vanilla, a villains-themed cupcake, turkey wraps, salads, uh, eggs, hard-boiled uh, uh, fruit, sorry, uh, and a, a number of uh, children items as well. So there's apple juices, Uncrustable Greek yogurt. So it is very much a, a, a grab-and-go option as well. But you can certainly get the wide variety of fountain drinks. Okay, so we are, we're up to order. Does everybody remember what they're getting? I ordered everything. You, wow, you guys are and good. Want, they didn't even wait. Okay. Uh, one, you want a fountain drink? Yeah. Two fountain drinks and two waters, right? Are you guys in the dining plan? No. No. Oh. Did you order mine already? Yes. Wow. Um, do, you, do you take... Do you take uh, annual, pass. annual pass holder discount? Look at that. Oh, please, let me get this one. I got this. You guys can go find a, uh, go find a prime seat somewhere. So just going back to what we said before about this sort of being counter service plus, after you order, you seat yourself and then you're given a, a tracker, um, a little almost a hockey puck-sized tracker that you put on your table. You grab your drinks from, if you were a fountain drink, from the fountain area. And when I first went to grab silverware, I actually thought it was real silverware. Like, it, it's that plastic, silver-looking stuff. And, and it was funny because we've been to Disneyland before, and a lot of the restaurants in Disneyland, we always comment, have actual silverware. But again, this is sort of counter-service plus flatware. Yeah. I agree. I was surprised to see that they have, like, it's not silverware, but it's silverware. It's silver, it's silver yeah. plastic-ware. So and just going through, as I, I sat here, um, and actually you, there are... Um, there are sort of plastic takeaway menus up at the front if you if you do forget or have a big family. But as I was looking through, I was really surprised in terms of the price of all the food. All of the entrees and sandwiches, as well as the flatbreads and salads, they all run in between $10 and about 
12 $13. The most expensive thing on the menu is the salmon, which is $14.99. Uh, again, they do take um, annual pass holders, so you get an annual pass holder discount as well. So I think that you're getting, and again, we'll you know talk more about it when the food comes out, but in terms of the actual experience and I think the price, you know, I think you can get... Um, a different type of, of meal than like a regular counter service and we're going to see when the food comes out I was impressed the other day when I was here at the size of the portions but if you want to come for maybe not something as formal as to sit down relatively quickly but something more than just you know grabbing a burger somewhere this is a really nice option and again we're, we came at prime dinner time and there's not a lot of people here right because I don't think anyone knows about you know how Here's, here's some of our food, you know, how it is, actually. You know, and the menu change and the options and, you know, how you're seating now. So it's pretty amazing. And I think this is one of the things that we try and cover on the show by coming places like here, <coughs> excuse me, by doing breakfast at French Quarter, is trying to make people understand that there are dining destinations beyond the park that you happen to be in that day or beyond the confines of the resort that you're staying at. Okay, let me just note... We just experienced that very, very sad moment where somebody comes out and you think it's your food, but then they walk right past you and it's not. That was what just happened. It was so sad. So very quickly, our food was just brought to our table. I think my kids heard the angels sing when, when it was brought down. Before we started getting into actually eating it, and I know you guys are starving, the first thing I noticed, Deanna, was the size of the portions. Um, the flatbread that you had had two, four, six. There's eight square slices that are probably two, two and a half inches square. There's a really large portion of Alfredo with a large piece of the grilled chicken on top. The I have the two sliders with french fries, and I, I took pictures of all these. I'll paste them in the show notes. But as George Costanza, that's a big salad. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> you literally had to go and get a second dish so you could mix it all in. Right. And we noted that they put your dressing on the side, which I think, again, is a deliberate choice so that you can portion control just how much dressing you put on. Right. I like that they put the barbecue sauce and the dressing on the side, but you literally have to get another plate so that you can eat it because it's so stuffed in that, you know, in a, in a nice size bowl, and there's a lot in the bowl. There's beans, there's corn, there's tortilla chips, there's chicken, so... My kids are starving, so... All right, so let's let's go sort of around the horn. Let's start with the easiest one to share first. Let's go with Marion's Caprizi flatbread, which has a basil, pesto sauce, mozzarella, garden tomatoes, and arugula balsamic glaze. And I could smell it when it came over. I could smell the oregano, and I could smell the balsamic. Marion, you've already started digging in. What's your uh, initial thought? It's really, really good. (laughs) You don't even want to talk, do you? You just want to eat. Nicholas is Nicholas started after you and he's halfway done. What do you think, Nicholas? It's, it's real good. I could taste the basil and the oregano or what and whatever's on this <laughs> magical creation. <laughs> the balsamic glaze is yeah, it's such a nice flavoring to the the pesto. You get that kind of like sweet and salty taste, mm. which is really nice. So the first word that came to my head was it it tastes very fresh. Mm. You know, it tastes like there's fresh ingredients on here. It's not heavy at all. It's a nice, thin crust. I like how the outer crust has got that perfect sort of crunch to it, which, again, we've talked about. Pizza in in Florida is sometimes tough because of the water, but it's really, really nice, and I love, like you said, the contrast of the sweetness with the balsamic glaze. I love the glaze. If I could bathe in the glaze, I would. It's, it's delicious. I didn't know if I needed to hear that, but okay. Marion, you guys must... You are not saying a word. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, this is really, really... It's really nice. And again, it's not um, It's not heavy. Mm-hmm. At all. Obviously very shareable. Yeah. So I could imagine this. All right. Picture this, if you will. You spend a nice afternoon and evening... At the Magic Kingdom, you watch Wishes, you take a nice walk over, um, a quick, you know, five-minute walk from Magic Kingdom here at 10 o'clock at night and have and share a nice flatbread and or you can take this with you right to the outer room lounge. So 
parents can have a if cocktail. If you parents want a cocktail or something late night, there's tons of stroller parking right over there. I can I could I like that. Like this is a, I could see myself coming here. I you know and working here for lunch and having that for lunch. So it's very easy to mimic too. The it's pesto. Listen, I, I, why 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 would I want to make what I can come here and get instead? <laughs> I am not I am not a good cook, so it's just easy. All right, let's go next. You have been devouring your salad, and uh, again, it's a it's a relatively simple uh, salad, which is the the one that you got was the. Um, you got the contempo. No, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You got the barbecue chicken, chicken. cob salad, mm-hmm. and it's actually delicious. The um, dressing is a little has a nice little kick to it. Um, zippy and zippy, zesty. Zippy and zesty, and the barbecue sauce is a nice. Honey. Those are the other two dwarfs, by the way. Zippy and zesty. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And this, the, the barbecue sauce has a nice honey texture. All right, Nicholas, you have been incredibly patient while you've been eating your sister's flatbread. Dig right into your. Um, Chicken Alfredo pasta, which uh, again is a is a large portion of spiral pasta, a big piece of um, diced grilled chicken, which you know again is nice. Um, it I, I've already noticed, and I'm going to take a taste myself that it's not drenched in Alfredo mm-hmm. sauce because Alfredo can have a tendency to be very very heavy. Very heavy. Nicholas, what, what's your first thought? Because you are an Alfredo guy. This is something that you order a lot while you're out. What do you think of this? Ow. You're a man of few words lately. Nicholas is going through a growth spurt. All right, so, so tell me your thoughts on the Alfredo and the chicken, and I see you've already eaten most of your breadstick. <laughs> Marion, have you taken a taste? No. <laughs> yeah, I have. It's really, really good. Um. It's like peppery and it has the cheese on it, and it's it's not drenched in Alfredo sauce. It's really good. All right, so I'm gonna dig in and try a little bit of this. I'm even gonna take a, I'm gonna steal a piece of your chicken, Nicholas, because I want the full Alfredo experience. Hmm. All right, so first things first. I'm you know I'm a pasta guy. Pasta's cooked properly, a little al dente. The chicken is nice and moist, and I like the like you said, Marion. There's a little bit of a hint of the of uh, a pepper in the Alfredo sauce, but it's not a very very heavy sauce. And this sometimes can be the downfall of Alfredo. Is it's a meal that just sort of you eat it and you want to take a nap right out. So I am not a cream sauce girl by any chance. So it, again, it's the pasta. I think using this type of pasta too, mm-hmm. it doesn't drench. It doesn't like hold the sauce. So it's very, actually very light, um, and they give you a really big piece of chicken to go along with it. And, you you know, have shaved Parmesan on top, right. which has a nice little bit of sharpness to it. Right. Nicholas, if you, can, um, if you want to stop shoveling for a second, any, any thoughts, uh, any comments on your Alfredo? It's good. It's not too drenched in Alfredo. The chicken's nice and moist and... And it's a nice big portion, too. I mean, you could almost, I mean, certainly... You could share that. A, an adult can share it. Certainly kids can easily share that. Marion, I'm incredibly proud of you. You there was, you are down to the last piece of your flatbread, and I know you're only doing it because the three desserts that we ordered are sitting right next to you. So the last... And Nick has eaten the rest. And Nick has eaten the rest. So last is, are the, um, the Wagyu sliders. There are two sliders, probably about the diameter of, you know, a, a finger. <laughs> so maybe it's a three-inch or so four-inch slider. And once again, on the side, they give you uh, the butter. It looks like they give you... looks like these are... Onions. They're onions. They're mm-hmm. pickled onions. Pickled onions. Mm-hmm. And like almost a tomato chutney. Like salsa. Salsa. I just like saying salsa. I could eat onions. Onions to me are like... Candy, mm-hmm. so I'm going to put some of these on here, like this. I'm going to put nothing else on top because I want to just, you know, you don't want to mask, you know, the flavor. You're getting a, a good American Wagyu beef. You don't want to mask the flavor with lots of other things. And it does have a, a pepper jack melted cheese on it. Good. Hmm. 
Really? No, kids, you don't want to try this. Don't. What are you doing? Don't try this. Don't try this. So, that when you eat something like this, that's when you can tell the difference between different types of meat in a hamburger and the quality of the beef that's used in a hamburger. That's excellent. And the, the crunchy, the sweetness of um, uh, the sweetness of the onions and that little hint of the um, that red pepper ranch uh, cream. You can almost taste the uh, the red wine vinegar. That's that's what I taste. It's the red wine vinegar and the onions. That is soaked in the onions. Mm-hmm. You so, no. The interesting thing about this beef is that. They're cooked more on the well side, but this beef, just like buffalo, I had I had made buffalo burgers the other day. A really good beef, you don't have to cook very long. Um, so it's very tender, very juicy, and you don't need a lot of condiments to put on the top of it. It really is that good of a of a you know of a beef too. like you don't put ketchup no. on this burger no, you don't put mustard I mean and actually we should mention there is like a little mini fixins bar right. for the other burgers this is the kind of burger that you're eating for the cut the of, of the right. meat and that's why too you notice you don't get a huge you know a lot of times you'll order a hamburger and the buns are ginormous the buns are very very small um, I love the fact that that it's a it's a grilled bun too but all you need is a tomato and the onions and the, a little bit of... There's not even a ton of cheese on here, too. It's not drenched in the cheese. And two sliders is, is more than... And a monstrous heaping of fries that my kids have mostly eaten is more than enough. This is twelve ninety nine, And I still, you know... I mean, look at how much pasta he has there and how much pasta he has left. These are all really good values, too. I'm, I'm really pleasantly surprised. I just... I haven't tried the burger. But let me just say, these Try fries are... Try the burger. I'm going to let you... Marion, I'm a giver. Here. Last chance. Go ahead, Nicholas. I know you. You are a uh, you are the sweet eater in the family. Okay. They were very not smart and put these desserts right in front of me as I'm eating. I'm like, ooh, can I try this? They're like, no. I'm like, then don't put them in front of me. It is beautiful, this burger. Right? I um I re- this is really, really a nice burger. And, you know, sometimes you just are really are, are in the mood for a really, really good hamburger. And, you know, like I said, a, a Wagyu beef burger, and it's, no, it's an American Wagyu beef burger, the, the cut of the meat and the quality of the meat, you can really taste the difference. So dinner was delicious, which I expected after coming here for lunch the other day. But my kids, as in most, are sweet eat- not, nobody's even <laughs> waiting. You are sweet eaters, oh. Marin. You could not wait to get the uh, the thing that you wanted to try most was the cream horn. No, the, oh no! Oh, you went. Wait a second. You uh, you went right to the thing that I was hoping for, which the the peanut butter pie, which is a vanilla tart shell. It's got uh, vanilla cream, peanut butter cream, of uh, peanut butter cream cheese filling, and a chocolate ganache. My this. If you come here, this is not something that's optional. You must come here and get this, unless you have a nut allergy. Don't do that. But if you don't have a nut allergy or a gluten allergy or a chocolate allergy a cho- or a milk or a cheese allergy, allergy. If, you are, if you are not one if of the... If you are not allergic to anything in this, come and get it, please, because it's really good. So the... The peanut butter portion, the peanut butter pie portion, is really large. So it's it's the the mound that it is is like half a softball at least, um, and it has like two different layers in it. It has like a cream layer, and then it has a peanut butter like ganache on right, top. Right. So it's the it's the peanut butter on top of the, the vanilla vanilla cream. cream. Right. And then there's a really nice light crust on it. Um, I'm not a sweet eater, and this is not overpowering, overpowering like sweetness. It has enough of the chocolate little like sprinkles on it to add a nice touch, almost like a Reese's peanut butter cup kind of thing, like a creamier Reese's peanut butter cup. 
but um, it's something definitely you can share. That's real. It, it's like the a creamier, creamier inside, inside of a Reese's peanut butter right. cup right. on top of right. a, um, a a thin layer of vanilla cream. Right. In that vanilla tart shell with the chocolate sprinkles on top, like you, I am I am a savory over a sweet yeah, guy, I but I I'm a, I love peanut butter. I love, 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 and it's healthy because it's got peanuts and vanilla, which are don't what? Okay, so imagine that in heaven there's this boulder, and this boulder just drops right into earth, <laughs> and it lands on a plate. That is what this boulder would look like and taste like. Yeah. So heaven to you sort of looks like the interior of Willy it's Wonka's chocolate factory. Kind of like Candyland. <laughs> yeah. Who can make this? Never mind, Nicholas. What do you think? You are. A, you can tell that you're hungry because tonight you are a man of few words. But you have been digging into that. What do you think of this? Or or give me a rating on that one. This peanut butter cake is like the inside of a Reese's peanut butter cup, but a lot more creamy. And that is, it's so big, it's absolutely uh, very, very, very shareable. This comes in, if I'm looking at the, this comes in at four seventy nine. so it's under $5. That's a really nice value, too. Like, I don't think one, I, you couldn't even, Marion, and you're a sweet, you couldn't eat that by yourself, could you? No, but I could probably no, save it. So the desserts are really reasonable. And again, I don't know if you mentioned that they're the, they're in a grab-and-go case. Right. So you have to get them. You're better off getting them at the end of the meal rather than what we did and got them at the beginning of the meal. <laughs> we had a tough time fighting the kids off from, from grabbing them. Right. So they, they actually are, are pretty reasonable and definitely shareable. Four sixty nine to $5 for, you know, all three of these. Um, so I'd like to move on to the... Um, the flour- flourless chocolate, chocolate cake, cake yeah. with a uh, a chocolate glaze on it, served on a uh, a little gold tray. So, Marion, you were surprised at the consistency, not recognizing that the first word in the description is flourless. Okay. So it is more of almost like a jelly. a very dense, yeah, like a jelly or uh, like, a jelly like, a, like almost like a pudding. See, when I thought flourless, I thought okay. So it's the same oh, thing. Oh, that's I, good. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I, I've moved. That's right. I've moved on for you because I, because I'm so. <gasps> wait a minute. So I love the peanut butter. Yeah, see, you saw where my eyes were going. But I love dark chocolate because <laughs> it's a superfood. But watch this. I'm. I got my. You got your chocolate in my peanut butter. Watch this, kid. Get out of there, kid. So maybe don't give this to your kids at 11 o'clock at night because they might not sleep. They definitely won't sleep. For like a week. So, you know, I do like dark chocolate. And I, I kind of like the consistency of this. Do you? Nicholas, did you try the, the flourless cake yet? Not yet, but I'm going to try what you did. No, no. I have it by itself first. I want you to get the, the taste of the cake on its own. Mary, what? Okay, now you were saying something. Yes, I was, but I can't remember what it was. Because you were amazed at the awesomeness that is the combo pack. Okay, now I got it. So, um, when I think flourless chocolate cake, I think, okay, it's like the same thing as a cake. But except for flour, there's like, I don't know, there's like a gluten version, a gluten-free, like, version that just like the same thing. I mean, thing a gluten-free as- version of flour that... Oh my gosh! Flower, flower less. It flower less. Okay, so there's less. There's no. What do they teach you in that? School? All right, let's move on. It's like a substitute for flour. Nicholas, what do you think? That cake alone is beautiful, but the ultimate combo is better. <laughs> All right, so man, you also eyed the cream horn, which is a chocolate striped puff pastry shell with a light lemon cream filling. This appears, at least on the outside, to be. What a might be the what lightest? A unicorn. What a what? On its head. A <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> a unicorn would have this on his head. In Candyland, in my heaven. In okay. Candyland. Tell me about the taste. Okay. Well, the puff pastry is like crispy, and it's coated in like the rock sugar, not like rock candy mm-hmm. sugar, but like rock sugar. And it has like the dark chocolate drizzle on top, and it's filled with uh, like a lemon cream. 
inside. Like uh, almost like a cream cheese, almost cream. It's really light, like whipped cream. It's really good. It's the lemon cream side. tastes like the Girl Scout cookie. The lemon oh, from lemonade. a Girl Scout cookie, lemonade. like a lemonade. So the thing that surprised me was that the the puff shell is a it's a harder shell. It's a crispier shell on the they outside. Let it, yeah, it's definitely crispier. And it has like the rock sugar all over it, so it's like oh, it's refreshing. Anything with lemon, I'm sold on. Like, so it's it's definitely refreshing. It's on the sweeter side. Um, it's definitely not. It's sweeter than the flowers chocolate and the peanut butter pie. Right. I was surprised that this was the sweetest of out of all the things we've eaten. Now, again, we've also eaten three sweet things in a row, so our palates are completely out of whack. Nicholas, you seem to be going back to this one. You like this one best? Not best, but. I'd still like it. He doesn't right. want us to go to waste. So, well, listen, I, I appreciate you're such a, <coughs> you're such a, so giving of your, so rank these in order from peanut first. Butter, peanut butter, peanut butter. Peanut butter, and then? Uh, peanut butter. And then? The um, peanut butter one. <laughs> Nick, rank from your favorite, from the top favorite on the on down. Peanut butter, flourless cake, and coke. Ditto. Three for three. Same for you? No. You rank peanut butter, peanut butter, and peanut butter. Yep. Okay. Well, good. At least, it's, we're, at least we are uh, consistent. But, you know, I think what's nice about this, and especially as a local, see, and I love this. I don't know if you, I'm pointing to it as if you can see what I'm doing. Like, the monorail passes overhead. There's the sound of kids laughing at Chef Mickey's. Like, this is quintessential, like, vintage Disney World. And whether you, like us, like, for a local, like, this is a great option at night. So, for the four of us, for two adults, two kids, three desserts, and again, you did, the kids did not order anything in the kids' menu, um, and four drinks, with the, um, with the discount, it, our total was, I think, 50... It was around $54 or so. So my math is awful, so I don't know what that costs us each. But if you have annual pass holder, if you're a local, like this is a great, it's coming here is a much more delicious and less expensive option than you would find at a chain restaurant outside the bubble. It's about $11 a piece. Yes, I, I did do the math. Uh, it's a, around 10 to like $13. And there's like there was food left over. And certainly you guys could have shared the pasta or the flatbread. You guys didn't get kids meals. So I mean, I think too with the discount, like this is a really nice value and it doesn't it's it doesn't taste like grab-and-go food. No. It doesn't taste like counter-service food. No, it, it doesn't at all. It's a nice sit-down. You know, the atmosphere is wonderful. It's, it is, the, you said, it's the quintessential of Disney World. I mean, you're at, you know, the contemporary. The monorail just went through. I mean, it, it brings back such... N- 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 I can't get the word out. Nostalgic. You got peanut butter in your teeth. I do. Again, nostalgic memories for me as a kid because I remember coming through here with my family... And believe it or not, always wanting to stay here. Like, there was something about Disney World and the contemporary, like, wow, you can stay here and the monorail goes through the hotel. So it was a really, really interesting thing. And it just brings you back to, like, great memories in your life. I don't know if it does it for you, but it does it for me. Uh, look, this is where we, we first stayed. Um, I remember going downstairs to the Fiesta Fun Center, which is where the wave currently sits. I remember being here as a kid with Brian Hatfield... Not that he would be listening. Um, with Who's my parents, a kid that I knew in grammar school. I have never and my, once heard you say that name. Brian Hatfield, um, who ended up moving down to Virginia. We picked him up and we drove down here um, after he had moved down because my parents sometimes let me take a friend on vacation. Oh, and we were staying so nice here. Oh, I'm that. getting choked up. And we went to the arcade and we played games and movies. And then we got in the front of the monorail and we rode for hours. The poor monorail driver, I, I apologize to you, but we rode, look, it was a simpler time back then. Absolutely. We didn't need no. phones, There's iPads, no phone there was none of that. Like, right. we just enjoyed the simple pleasure of 
being here and walking around late at night. And my parents knew this was a safe place. Like we couldn't, the only place we could go was on and off the monorail. Right. Um, but we rode, you know, probably for us it, it, until what seemed like, you know, we couldn't ride anymore. And they wouldn't, they, you know, and the monorail had shut down for the night. Wow, and they kicked you off? Well, they didn't get kicked off, but, um, you know, but you're right. This There is something that the, 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 the vintage aspect of this throughout all of its changes still doesn't get lost um, as, as much as this Grand Canyon concourse has changed here on the fourth floor um, but again going back to the meal like I think sorry it's okay um, I think that you could take the items that we ate specifically the sliders the chicken and that flatbread you put that on you know uh, on non-paper plates you put that on nice plates on nice dinner plates in a sit-down restaurant and you would not know the difference in terms of the quality and the portions of the food you could take that pasta put it in a dish and serve it you know at a a normal a regular sit-down restaurant and pay double the price for it easily well i think the great advantage here too as a family that that is here on vacation with small children this is a great place to come and know that you can sit down Relax, have a really good meal. The kids don't have to get dressed up. You don't. It's very, very casual. If the parents want to get a little, you know, drink, they can get it right here and bring it over to the table as they eat their meal. It's very relaxed, and I think that's the most important thing about vacationing. You know, you got this, especially when you're here. Everyone is the hustle bustle of waking up in the morning and racing to get to that ride. And you know, by the time you're done with everything, you need a vacation from your vacation. So if everyone just, you know sat back a little bit, took a deep breath, and enjoyed these things that, you know, we're expressing in the in this podcast and, you know, in a lot of Lou's podcasts, it really helps, you know, on your vacation planning. And I think, too, <clears throat> to that point, you can be with your family at Magic Kingdom and in the middle of the day, it's hot, it's crowded, you need a little bit of a break, you can hop on the monorail and literally take the, the monorail station is right here, you come down the escalator, you're in the air conditioning. It's not crowded. If a parent wants to get an adult beverage, they can. You get a high-quality, you know, meal. restaurant-quality right. meal. <clears throat> if you're an annual pass holder with the discount in a relaxed air-conditioned environment, you can walk around, you can shop, you can take a little break from the hustle and bustle of exactly. the parks, exactly. cool off a little bit, right. and then you're a quick monorail ride or walk down the pathway right. back. Or you can sit right here in these nice little couches with your toddler in the stroller and watch the fireworks. So it's a wonderful way to, you know, wind down, especially around this time of the night when, you know, you have little ones. Or you go downstairs, you go to the marina, you take a little boat out, you do something like that. What do you think? Kids are in food comas. (laughs) They are food comatose. Okay, so to wrap things up so I can take my roll of quarters and go down to the Fiesta Fun Center, um, Nicholas, what did you think of your meal? Like, is this a place, again, especially as a local, that you'd say, hey, if we're looking for a place to go out to at night for dinner, whether we're going to the parks or not, you'd want to come back to? Uh, Yeah, this place has a lot of good food for a cheap price, and yeah, it's just really, really good. So how do you think this ranks with some of the other counter-service restaurants that we've eaten at, either in the parks or at some of the other resorts? We have been to some really, really good food review places, but this is really, really affordable. And if you're already staying at this hotel or at the Magic Kingdom, I think it's a good option. I I think it's a great option for dinner outside Magic Kingdom, too. Walk over, monorail over. You can be back, you know, in a matter of moments, and you get a really, again, I think that you get a sit-down restaurant meal at a counter-service price uh, with large portions and items that you're not going to find necessarily in other restaurants. The other thing, too, is is if you're having a lazy morning, you can come here for lunch and then walk right over to the Magic Kingdom. So, you know, you have that option also. Um, I think it's just it's a great one of one of the better options, a higher end counter service option. Um, so if you're looking for that experience, this is definitely one to mark on your bucket list. Yeah. I think it's a hidden treasure hiding in plain sight. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think so often people come here 
almost to a point that you're distracted by Chef Mickey's. You want the Chef Mickey's experience where you go downstairs to the Wave for a little bit more of an upscale dinner or, or cocktails in the lounge. But I think if you haven't been to Contempo Cafe or if you haven't been here in a long time, I think it will be very, very pleasantly surprised. And I would like to hear from you if you've been here, if you plan on coming, what your thoughts, what your review are. Better yet, you can call the voicemail from the Contempo Cafe. Let me hear your mini review of your lunch, breakfast, or dinner experience at 407-900-9391. And let me know. How do you think the Contempo Cafe ranks among other counter service locations in the parks and the resorts? And my children, my wife, my family, my my eating team. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll, well, I mean, obviously we're going to be eating again soon. But uh, who you guys in for another live review soon? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, because I want to come back here. There's a lot more things I want to try. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as you board, please continue everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. If you are standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. The monorail will depart momentarily. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our final boarding call and the doors will be closing soon. Please board quickly and safely. Our monorail will be departing momentarily. Thank you. Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details, sometimes in what you see, sometimes in what you hear, maybe even in what you taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I wanted to keep it kind of simple, but a little tricky. So I asked you, where in the world, as in the Walt Disney World, have you heard the phrase, as in all societies, there are the nice and the naughty? I'm going to give you the whole line, which may help you identify it. The universe is filled with a wonderful integration of alien societies. However, as in all societies, there are the nice and the naughty. Thanks to the nearly thousand of you that entered, got this one correct, knowing, of course, that it's from the Country Bear... No, obviously, it's from Stitch's Great Escape. I took all of the correct entries, randomly selected one, and again, this week, you're playing for the 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World book, all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, a WW Radio Magic Band cover, some stickers, and a hot and cold travel mug. And this week's winner, randomly selected, is... Olivia Luqui, or Olivia Luquis, or some other pronunciation that I'm still getting wrong. Either way, it doesn't, I mean, it matters because I'm pronouncing it wrong, so tell me if I got it right. But I have your contact information because you use the online form. You are going to get all those prizes. Thanks to everybody who entered and played. If you didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So I spent a lot of time in the parks this past weekend as I had some family and friends visiting, and I got to visit a favorite attraction of mine. So first hint, obviously it's not an extinct attraction. So I want to ask you to please finish this sentence from a Walt Disney World attraction. Don't worry, Dad. Someday everything's going to be automated, so you won't ever have to cook another blank. What does Dad never have to worry about cooking another of. You have until Sunday, January 29th at 11.59 p.m. to email your answer to contest at www.radio.com. Better yet, go to this week's show notes. Go to www.radio.com. Click on episode number 472. Use the online form there so I have all of your shipping information. So if you do win, I can get you out your book, your tours, your magic band cover, the stickers, and the hot and cold travel mug, which is not available on the shop or anywhere else. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your jog, your drive, whatever it may be, to tune in and listen to the show. I sincerely appreciate you. I also want to thank some new members of the WW Radio Nation family, including David Iwanowski, Heather Locke, Caroline Conahan, Chris Bannis, 
and Becky Mankin. Becky and all of you, thank you so much for being part of the nation. And if you want to not only help the show, but also, like them, get exclusive rewards every month, including scavenger hunts, access to our private Facebook group, personalized Magic Band covers, logo gear, backpacks, t-shirts, monthly care packages from Walt Disney World, exclusive live video group calls every month, and lots more, please visit www.radio.com slash support. And don't forget that a portion of your proceeds do go to the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. A couple of quick reminders. Also, I am still in the process of the purge of my Disney and Star Wars and other collectibles that I have amassed over the years. Up on eBay, new auctions begin and end every Sunday night at www.radio.com slash eBay. I have everything from cast member materials to pre-opening documents, souvenir books, maps, vinyls, attraction scripts, and lots more. New auctions begin and end every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Again, www.radio.com slash eBay. Also, in addition to the show, please join me every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live. I do a live video broadcast, an interactive chat with you over on Facebook. Again, it's Wednesday night, 7.30 at facebook.com slash Radio. Also, be sure and turn on notifications. This way, when I go live, not just on Wednesdays, but like this past week when I was out and about in the parks, you can be part of the conversation as well. I'll post a video in the show notes with links and exactly how and where to do it and turn on notifications from your desktop and mobile device. Lots more coming over at the WW Radio page if you are not already liked it there. Uh, some few new things that I'm coming that are coming very, very soon that I have been quietly working on in the wee hours of the night. Anyway, also be sure and check out on the WW Radio site the blog, subscribe to our newsletter. I've got some things I've been working on there that I'm about to reveal very, very soon. I want you to be part of our family and our community, and I want to hear from you. So if you have a question that you want me to answer on the air, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com. Call the voicemail. Be heard on the air at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. I'd love to hear from you, especially if you're Walt Disney World or on the cruise or in Disneyland. Please connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangello on the Twitter and the Instagram, facebook.com slash Radio, and you can also follow my personal profile at facebook.com slash Lou Mangello. But as much as I love sharing this show with you and talking with you during the live broadcast and on social, I believe that nothing beats a handshake and a hug. I want the opportunity to meet you in person. That's why I continue to do Meet of the Month every month in Walt Disney World and on the road. I've been doing it for nine years now. Our next Meet of the Month will be during the Princess Half Marathon weekend. I am locking in the exact date, time, and location. So please stay tuned, not just to social, but again, the Facebook page. And I would love for you to come alone, bring the whole family. It's open to everyone and obviously free. And if you can't join us there, Please join us at one of the other events that we have. We have our group cruise, our double dip to Castaway Key. This June 25th through the 30th, five-night cruise on the Disney Dream from Port Canaveral with two stops at Castaway Key. There is still availability there. You can visit, again, the Facebook page for a link to Mouse Fan Travel. They will give you a no-obligation quote. We have other events coming up this summer. D23 Expo will be at Alaska in 2018. The running team, lots more. Again, you can find everything at www.radio.com. And also look uh, on social for other meetups and events as I travel on the road. I do a lot of speaking throughout the U.S. and internationally. So I love to do on-the-road meetups while I travel as well. And if I could either come to speak to you, your business, your conference, or your school, uh, please visit LouMangelo.com. Find out more about some of the different topics and how we might be able to work together. And if you maybe want some help turning your passion into your profession with either some one-on-one -on -one mentoring or small group coaching, I want to help you build your brand and your business and do what turn what you love into what you do and to help get you from where you are to where you want to be. Again, you can find out more information over at LouMangelo.com, I am in the process of forming my next mastermind group, which will begin in February. You can find all the information there. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors and my friends. 
including and especially Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. She, they are my official and recommended travel providers. Whether you're coming to any of the Disney destinations or anywhere in the world itself, they will give you a no-obligation quote. They will help you along the way, and it all comes with an amazing level of personal service at no cost to you. You can find them over at mousefantravel.com. And little Timmy Foster is still pumping out issues of Celebrations Magazine over at celebrationspress.com. And as always, my friend, and you, you are my friend. Whether we have met yet or not, you can continue to demonstrate that to me week after week and day after day, whether it's with a tweet, an email, if I meet up with you in the parks, whatever it might be, I am so incredibly grateful to and for you. And all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Tweet out that you're listening. Share links uh, with your friends on Facebook or in your favorite group or page. And please take 30 seconds just to rate and review the show over on iTunes. Thanks to you, we have more than 1,200 five-star reviews. It's a great way to help spread the word. I want to thank some recent reviewers this week, like Liz CZ, who says, love, love, love. Just hearing Disney World in the background and some of the episodes makes me wish I was there. She enjoys thinking about her Disney visit while she's listening and using some of the tips when she goes uh, on her upcoming vacations. And she's always happy to hear top 10 and or 20 lists, which are her favorite. Crystal, 1385, says a longtime favorite. She found the show back in 2008 when she was an intern at the Smithsonian and in a small windowless room, digitizing photos all day long. She said it was like a letter from home each and every week. It was a part of her childhood, now something part of her adulthood, and she was able to get it through her phone each week, which she considered to be a gift. She said Lou brings a uh, Disney to life with a warmth and enthusiasm that it's hard not to love. His guests are also much as part of the experience as he is. It's all fun. It's all welcoming and knowledgeable. Crystal, thank you so very much. I really, really appreciate it. G.J. Blanchard says, great show. Love listening to Lou and friends discussing all things Disney. The podcast is years old and still going strong. You would think they'd eventually run out of topics, but somehow they managed to keep things informative and fun. She said, this man left his career and home to move near Walt Disney World so he could develop his expertise and share his knowledge with us, which he does on a regular basis. I live in Florida. I've been to Walt Disney World numerous times, and every time I go, I'm able to enjoy the experience a little more because of knowledge I've gleaned from Lou and WW Radio. DS145533 says simply, great show, man. And Taylor Fry says, this is his New Year's resolution. So glad I found WW Radio right in time for the new year. I love learning everything I can about Disney. It makes it so much fun listening between classes and on long flights. Listening to WW Radio every week is a resolution I know I'll be eager to keep. Thank you so much, Lou Mangiello. Thank you, Taylor, DS, GL, Crystal, and Liz, and each and every one of you. I am so incredibly and sincerely humbled that you take the time to listen and share and connect with me and allow me to be a part of your day and your routine each and every week in so many different ways. And if there's ever anything that I can do to help you to repay what you have given to me and say thank you, please, please let me know. And hopefully you are starting down your path from wherever you are to wherever you want to be. And the simplest, the easiest way to get started is to stop calling what you're thinking about a dream, write it down, and start calling it a plan. Take little steps each and every day. And as a wise man once said, and it continues to echo in my mind and in my actions each and every day, always keep moving forward. I hope that you have your best day, best week ever. So until next time... See you. Hi, Lou. Uh, my name's Andy. I'm from the UK. I've uh, just been listening to your recent show, Snacking Our Way Around the UK Pavilion. Uh, it was a lot of fun listening to you guys describe all the food that we eat every day. We don't really think about what's in it or how it looks or the texture, but it was interesting to listen to you guys talk about it. Um, you keep saying that you're going to come over and do a trip the UK. Uh, would love to meet him if he did. Love to show you around the local pub, take to the local fish and chip shop. Um, me and my new wife are we got engaged in Walt Disney World last year, and we're coming over again in August this year. Spending three weeks at Coronado Resort. Uh, it'd be great to meet up. 
like I said, if you're coming to the UK, uh, let me know. Thanks, Lou. Thanks for all you do. Bye. Hi, Lou. It's Kimberly from Cincinnati. I've enjoyed watching your videos from the Festival of the Arts today. Um, thanks for putting up with all the rain. I've been to Food and Wine as well as the Flower and Garden Show, and I've enjoyed both. Both were amazing. But anyway, I wanted to make a suggestion for a future show. I would love for you to do a show discussing all three events. I'm sure it would be lengthy, but it would be great if you could pull it off. I think it would be really super cool. So thanks for giving me my Disney fix, and I love your show. Hello, Lou Mangello. This is Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, and I am so happy to tell you guys that you are 160 days away from the double dip to Castaway Key. That is going to be so much fun and amazing. I'm wishing you guys a lot of planning ahead for what you're going to do on those you know, those days at that island because it's going to be so much fun. A lot of you have already been a couple times, but for those of you who haven't, just keep in mind to enjoy the time there because everything is so tranquil. And Lou and Tim Foster, I loved the last show with the review and the Star Wars movies, Tim, are not in that order that I love them. I love them in the order from Rogue One through the whole series where you go from New Hope to the end of Force Awakens. I'm looking forward to the new one. Sorry, Lou. I love Star Wars and so does Keith. So you guys all have a wonderful day. See you real soon. If you're gonna keep your jobs, you gotta get hip. I know all about it, see? You ain't never had a friend.